Hello and welcome to another episode of From No Crypto to No Crypto. It's the Crypto Coach, Blockchain Wayne, with another cryptocurrency podcast. Today's episode is brought to us by Blockchain Training Academy and NewsCrypto.io, two great resources for learning more about cryptocurrency, blockchain, and crypto trading. In this episode, it is the audio from an interview that I did recently with Peter Saddington, who is one of the founders of Emirate. Now, this, this is done on a video show uh, called Fintech Chat that I host for Stably. And you'll see the link in the comments to this podcast description where you, if you'd like to watch the video of the interview. Uh, but it's such a great topic. wanted to share it to this channel as well so you can listen and hear what Peter has to say. It's a long time, per, long time in the crypto space, uh, Bitcoin OG, a lot of knowledge, a lot of information, a lot of history. And Emirate is do, doing some amazing things that you can participate in that the company is sending out devices for free that anyone would, would like to participate. So to get the details, listen on in and let's head on over to that interview. Hey, and welcome back. Today we are joined by Mr. Peter Saddington. Now, Peter is the co-founder of Emirate. Uh, Peter, first of all, thank you for taking the time to uh, to talk today. A little bit about cryptocurrency, your background, and uh, just history, man. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for giving me the opportunity to join you, Wayne. All right. Pleasure, pleasure. So, um, first of all, you know, before we jump into, uh, I do want to share with with everyone listening or watching. Uh, what Emirate is, but before we get to that, I'm always curious to find uh, find out about people's history in the space. So, um, you know, not necessarily just your time in cryptocurrency, but what what road led you to getting involved in the cryptocurrency space? Awesome. Well, I was I've always been a kind of a bleeding edge entrepreneur, always looking at the meta game of. Uh, markets, looking at changes in markets. I have a lot of, uh, maybe actually I haven't talked about this a lot, but I have a ton of Google alerts as well as other mechanisms to get news and feeds into, into my email box. And one of the things that I'm always looking at are these bleeding edge technologies, where especially around VR, virtual reality, obviously cryptocurrency, IOT, the internet of things. And so things like this. And so how I got into cryptocurrency, well, it was pretty easy. In October of 2011, I read an Ars Technica article about this idea of cryptocurrency, and it intrigued me so much that I ended up spending 30 days going down the hole and learning a ton about blockchain and Bitcoin and ended up buying my first Bitcoin in November of 2011. And so this was uh, Bitcoin and blockchain was always just part of part of that idea of looking at the future and seeing what technologies are out there. And it really grabbed a hold of my heart. And I've been in Bitcoin and blockchain for nearly a decade now. Nice, nice. So uh, quick question real quick. I'm sure everybody's curious. Uh, what was the price of that that first Bitcoin you bought? <laughs> it was a dollar and 52 cents when I bought my first Bitcoin. I believe it was November 10th of 2011. Wow. It's always amazing to hear that. Now, I know most people along the way have sold and bought and sold and bought. So, But it's always curious to find that first price uh, for everybody. For me, it was right under a thousand. So Ooh, still um, good, still good yeah, price, man. Still good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, all right. So what, um, tell, tell us a little bit about Emirate. Um, you know, what, what does Emirate have to offer, uh, in, in this space? Great question. So 
Emirate.io. So for everyone out there listening and watching, you guys can go to Emirate.io and check it out. But essentially, Emirate.io is the world's first hashtag hardware drop. Now, if you've been in the cryptocurrency space for a while, you've certainly heard of airdrops, which can often be maybe a little bit scammy or vaporware-ish. And sometimes it requires a little bit of sophistication uh, to make sure that you can get those coins. And so you have to be pretty careful about how you do that. But one of the things that we wanted to solve uh, at our company and one of the problems we wanted to solve is lowering the barrier to entry. And certainly blockchain, Wayne, you're doing this with your education and educating people around Bitcoin and blockchain and cryptocurrencies. But one of the things that we found is that we wanted to get the cryptocurrency into people's hands without them actually understanding or fully understanding Bitcoin or blockchain, cryptocurrencies, digital wallets, hashing, mining, like exchanges. There's so much that you that is required in terms of education to be sophisticated and using Bitcoin or cryptocurrencies effectively. And so this has been something that I've been noodling on for years, ever since I started getting into cryptocurrency content back in 2016. And so we, we figured what better way to get cryptocurrency in people's hands than to actually give them a hardware device, this one right here, a hardware device for free. And so this hardware device will send it to you for free. Uh, if you go to emirate.io, sign up, we'll send it to you. It will allow you to mine cryptocurrencies and immediately get in the game. It has a digital wallet that you can download on the Helium app and you get to make money while also helping us provide wireless coverage for the IoT network of the future, Internet of Things. And so essentially Emirate is three things. Number one, we are here to grow the global IoT network of the future so that everything that can be connected is connected. Secondly, we want to lower that barrier to entry and get people into cryptocurrency without actually having to know everything about it. And third, we wanted to make sure that it was free. One of the this is one of the value propositions that we have figured out uh, within our company of how to make sure that we can get this into people's hands without them actually having to do anything without any friction even if we priced it at a dollar that creates friction and so we wanted to make sure that we get it into people's hands free get into cryptocurrency and start mining and helping us grow this network of the future Ah, very nice. Very nice. So uh, does that device also then act as a node on any kind of a, a blockchain or is that mainly for a network for IoT? It so what it this this is a hotspot miner and so it works on the helium network the helium token so you guys can check that out uh, but helium has been around for about seven years now uh, it was founded by a game by a guy named Amir Halim who is the CEO and founder of helium and what they what they wanted to do if you if you ever watch his South by Southwest talk a couple years back. What he wanted to do is he wanted to disrupt the telecom industry and that struck a chord with us. That was something that we thought would be a great platform and a great infrastructure to leverage. And so this, this hotspot miner will mine you helium tokens. I believe it's tr currently trading at about a buck 60 right now, but it's not a store of value token, nor is it a security token. It's a work slash utility token. And so what's great about that is we leverage that token to be able to send data throughout the network and allow people to leverage that data so that they can create applications for the future IoT, uh, IoT applications of the future. And so you guys can check that out. You can go to check out Helium token uh, um, so you can get more information on what they're all about. Yeah, familiar with Helium, heard of them in the past. So that's, that's uh, interesting project here. 
Um, you mentioned content. You, you said you've been creating content since what, 2016? Hmm. Are any of those uh, content channels still up or active? Unfortunately, no. And so I started creating content back in 2016 with a YouTube channel called Bite Size Bitcoin. And like yourself, Blockchain Wayne, I was doing educational videos on cryptocurrency and under helping people understand the fundamentals around cryptocurrency and these types of things. I grew the I grew the channel to about 60,000 subscribers. Then YouTube completely demonetized me and banned me and deleted all 27 or 2800 of my videos. And so after that happened uh, in uh, 2017, I started another channel called Decentralized TV in which over the next two years, we posted, I think about 3,500 videos, averaging 6.2 videos per day. And so we were a huge content engine doing news and making sure that everyone out there pretty much posting every other hour, we were posting videos on what's going on in the cryptocurrency market. That YouTube channel, we grew it to about 90,000 subscribers and then YouTube decided to demonetize that and ban that as well. And so that in a lot of ways kind of stifled our ability to grow. And I stopped creating content daily uh, for the cryptocurrency world through decentralized TV in about 2018 period. But also during that time, I was building venture funded cryptocurrency applications. So I didn't have that much time to, to work on it either. And so right now, I'm mostly creating content on Emirate.io and our Emirate YouTube channel, talking about this product that we're releasing to the world. Gotcha, man. I hear that all too often about YouTube as far as uh, demonetizing and banning channels. It's just it's happening more and more. And it, it's, you know, it's a work of art. People like like yourself, like you put a lot of hours and I'm sure blood, sweat and tears into those those videos and that content to be uh, taken away. You know, luckily. Uh, now we've got we've got options. Still, YouTube is the biggest draw for people. So that's still where your everyday person congregates. So we have to use it. But you know, I teach people about some of the decentralized options there to uh, to get content out. <laughs> yeah, there's there's right now we post to other other channels like BitChute and these types of things as redundancy efforts. But again, we're we're in this weird we're in this weird place right now where YouTube still is the primary mechanism, video mechanism for getting information out there until these other decentralized uh, versions like BitChute and BitTube and these types of things. Well, and until they start growing a larger audience, it, it, it's, it's a tough thing because you upload it to, a, to those sites, but you're not going to get as much traffic because the saturation in the, in those particular sites isn't very high right now. And so what I'm seeing, at least in my perspective is the best ways to get information out to the cryptocurrency world is YouTube number one and certainly Twitter number two. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I tell people all the time. I mean, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, those are three that I think I'd like to do without, but with, I'm trying to attract and educate new people into the space. So they're not going to be, on any of those decentralized platforms. So it's kind of a, a catch 22 right now. Um, it's just the game we've got to play. Yeah, it really, it really is. I, 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 I would, I wish that, that these types of decentralized video platforms would be more prolific in their advertising and their marketing out to the world. Uh, but they're just not doing that. And so it's, it's going to be one of those slow bakes in my opinion. I don't know how far, you know, how long they're going to last, who knows when the cryptocurrency world, these projects, but I hope they survive. And if they continue to survive, then hopefully they'll get to a point where they get to a tipping point and people start moving over to these decentralized applications and decentralized video platforms more and more. Yeah, it's definitely possible. Um, 
So as far as Emirate, what, um, back to Emirate, what, what are some things, uh, I mean, you've got, you have the hot spots, definitely something I'm going to check out, uh, as soon as we're, <laughs> we're done with this recording, but what, um, is there a roadmap to more in the future? Absolutely. If you go to emirate.io, one of the first links that you can find is our business plan. And I highly recommend that yourself, Wayne, as well as all of your listeners and viewers, check that out. One of the, one of the core values that we have at our company is what we call radical transparency. We want to be different from any other cryptocurrency project out there. Actually, we want to be different from any project out there, which is why we're, we've shown the insides of what we're doing. If you look, if you look at our YouTube channel, our Emirate YouTube channel, you'll find our last week's all hands summit, our global summit, where our entire company flew into to Atlanta, Georgia, as well as our partners, Semtech, Calchip, uh, Smart Mimic, companies that are working with us to help our project. And we videotaped all of the events of Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. And so we're giving the people in the world an inside view of what we're doing. Too many projects, as you well know, Wayne, especially in the cryptocurrency space, are too, there's there's too much opaqueness. There's there's not enough transparency. You don't know if it's going to be a scam coin or whether it's some sort of, you know, you know, bait and hook type of type of project. You just don't know. And I've been around since 2011, So I can tell you a, t a million stories of these companies where they're using other people's faces as the leadership. Even myself as a cryptocurrency uh, application developer, I've been put on websites as a supporter or, or an evangelist of these projects when I didn't even know that I would, you know, I don't even know who they are. And so we wanted to do something different. And so if you, if you go over to emirate.io, check out our business plan. We, we lay out not only what we're doing now, well, we also lay out the future and the functions and the features of our enterprise application, as well as our business platform for our hosts and people that are leveraging our technology so that they know where we're going and what our intentions are. Wow. Nice. Nice. Yeah. I mean, when you talk about a lot of scams out there, I know you've seen it all. Um, I kind of like to pivot a little bit. I do like to talk about recent events uh, mm. and what's hot in the space just for an education piece, because people hear buzzwords. And they flocked to it, right? 2017, it was ICOs. Right. Um, this year, it's actually, you know, DeFi. Um, what are your What are your feelings on that space? I know you, you know, you may not be involved directly in it, but what are your feelings around the DeFi space? Oh well, we are directly involved oh, in it. Yeah, okay. uh, one of our big one of our big partners is Algorand, which is huge. Okay. On huge on DeFi and banking services for the unbanked. And so we're, we're partnering with Algorand. We've already par partnered with Algorand and we're going to be working with them to help us build a financial application layer to, to Helium's blockchain. And, and and to our to our product. And so that way, when you get our product, you'll not only have the ability to mine helium for free, uh, which is really just less than a dollar a month in terms of uh, electricity costs. So you're getting we're going to pay you 25 bucks a month and only cost you a buck a month to run. So you just it's a free product. You might as well get it. But also we've partnered with Algorand to to help build a financial application layer on top of that so that people will have access to banking services in the future. And so huge into DeFi, huge, huge into decentralized wireless or DY um, as well. And so we're, we're big on those bleeding, bleeding edge technologies. We think that decentralized finance is going to be a huge part of the future. And certainly in terms of access, 
uh, when you're when it comes to emerging countries and emerging cultures uh, and emerging people groups who don't have the credit necessary or don't have the requirements necessary to open a banking banking account or get loans. We want to make sure that we can give them that opportunity by not only giving them a free hardware that can mine them money, but also leverage that and with the mining rewards to be able to spend that out in the real world as well. Yeah, nice. I mean, yeah, you, you talked that you, you kind of hit the nail on the head. Uh, I know when I talk to people out out in the space about DeFi, you get the good and the bad. And and the the good thing is anybody can create a DeFi project. The bad thing is anybody can create a DeFi project. So <laughs> That's right. there's gonna be good, there's gonna be bad, but the underlying the underlying principles behind it are revolutionary. You mentioned, uh, you know, third world countries, emerging countries that maybe not have access to it. And that's one thing I always talk about. This is not just about trying to just move people away from traditional banking, but there's so many people in the world that are excluded completely mm. from the financial markets that this is, this is a, um, this is a technology around inclusion. And that's what cryptocurrency continues to develop and evolve to to provide those solutions that people need. Absolutely. And that's one of the things that I, I is really close to my heart. So I, we with our product, and this is really unique, but with our product, we've solved three problems. First off, we've solved the, the mining at home problem. Let's be honest. Mining at home, let's say Bitcoin, is just cost ineffective. It's inefficient. It's too expensive to mine at home. So we solved that problem. We're going to give you a free hardware miner for free. And you can immediately begin mining for less than a dollar a month. Number two, we've solved, in a lot of ways, universal basic income for 50% of the world's population. Now, for you and I and maybe North America and first world countries, we might not care about a $25 a month you know, system or hardware, uh, you know, hardware mining system. But for 50% of the world, 25 USD is life-changing money. Yeah. And so what's so powerful about that is is that you can get our hardware miner, be able to mine 25 USD and be able to self-fund, which is number three, self-fund your own ideas. I, I think we're going to be part of a, a huge revolution of an enabling entrepreneurs, startup people, in independents, and individuals who want to do something that could potentially change the world. The problem is, is that we, we don't know who they are right now because Right now, they're just trying to figure out how to make ends meet and get food on their table today. If we can liberate them from, from try, just the hustle of trying to make sure that there's food on the table today and give them the opportunity and margin to be creative, then who knows what people will create? And so that's one of the really exciting things about our project, Wayne, is that once we can get this into people's hands, especially in emerging countries, then they no longer have to worry about basic needs because it's it's be, they're being fed through our hardware miner. Now with all that margin, they can leverage their creativity, their imagination, maybe their engineering prowess to be, begin building something for this world. And that's something that's really close to my heart and something I'm really excited about because we're enabling, equipping and tooling entrepreneurs who in other ways would never have been able to do it. But now that they're, they have a mechanism of self-funding, now we might start seeing some really, really, really cool ideas pop out of third world countries. Yeah, those are great points, Peter. Uh, you you would think you and I have probably talked already uh, from hearing some of the points because I, I, I say that all the time too. I'm like, you know, there's so many different great, probably millions of great ideas that die in the mind because people don't have the means. Yes, you bring them to fruition, and and having 
having that ability that that can you know that can give them a bit of inclusion uh we don't know what's possible and you know and, and you're talking about multi-layer inventions you don't know what's possible until something else we didn't know most of this was possible until bitcoin was created right and then once bitcoin was created we're like hey what's this new infrastructure we can build on absolutely and, uh, you know it's it, it's definitely definitely can can be wide reaching i you know i definitely admire what you, what you guys are doing with emirate uh, what you've done in the past for for education man i wish there was some way to get back some of those youtube videos i'd love to watch them from from your uh when you started out yeah uh, there's i mean i, I have a, a a pretty significant legion of followers who followed me uh through my multiple projects in the cryptocurrency space but it really i'll tell you i tell you wayne um it, it did take me at least a day or so uh to kind of recoup recoup my sanity after all of those thousands of videos were banned and deleted uh it, it's one of those things where you you can get mad but who are you going to get mad at you know, you could get mad at YouTube, but you're just a peon. You're you're a plebe. You're you're a nobody. And so, uh, if, yes, it would be great to be able to resurrect those videos because, oh, man, I made some really good ones too. Um, I think one of my uh, I'll, I'll tell you a story here. One of my favorite ones is when this was, I think it was back in 2017 with the with the um, the Conor McGregor versus um, what's his uh, what's his face uh, the boxer. Uh, do you remember that fight, Conor McGregor versus? Yeah, um, I forget it. I, I keep I always forget his name because he's. I've got his picture in my head. Like I, I just can't. Yeah. So I, I live. I was doing a live stream during the Conor McGregor, whatever his face, um, <laughs> the title fight, um, and that video I think had like seven hundred and fifty thousand views. And so like things like that, I wish I could I could get back because there were such awesome events uh, for me and, the, and, and there was so much fun in that experience. So I'd love to be able to relive it, but those types of uh, videos are all gone now, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, Peter. So looking ahead, man, what, what, uh, uh, and this is kind of your own opinion, but what do you think's in store in the cryptocurrency space for 2021? Wow, what a great question. Well, I can I can remember if we harken back to the 2016, 2017, and maybe even into the doldrums of 2018 period, everyone was talking about 2020. 2020 to 25 is going to be mass adoption. 2020 to 25 is going to be when you know things take over. 2020 to 25 is going to be the, the time for Bitcoin and cryptocurrency. And so I, I take all that with a grain of salt now that we're actually in 2020 and we're moving very closely into 2021. In the 2016-17 period, it was all about the ICOs. As we moved into the doldrums of 2018 and 2019, we matured a little bit, moved into STOs and different types of different types of vehicles for investment. We saw finally like your Coinbase is beginning to create opportunities for investors to invest in the whole lot of cryptocurrencies. And so as we move to 2020 and beyond, one of the things that I'm really intrigued is about, not only did we talk about this in the 2016 to 2018 period or so, but enterprise adoption. Um, now, during the 18 period, the doldrums of 18, even moving into 2019, there was a lot of talk about your big companies, your IBMs, your Deloitte's, your Microsoft's, your, your Google's, your Squares getting into cryptocurrency and enterprise level. And if you remember, they were all trumpeting you know, blockchain, not Bitcoin or DLT, distributed ledger technology, instead of actual cryptocurrency. And what we've, what we've seen since 1819 is we've seen them continue to grow in that regard 
and grow in DLT, distributed ledger, ledger tech, and lots of experimentation. But at scale, we're still waiting for opportunities to see whether that's it's going to really, really work. And so at the end of the day, in my opinion, there's only two great reasons to use blockchain and any type of dis distributed or decentralized ledger. It's for security and it's for oversight. Security and for oversight or another way, another way to look at that. Uh, what's the word? Um, not oversight, but uh, not consensus. Um, censorship resistance. Um, censorship resistance for sure. Um, I'm thinking of another word here. It's not coming to mind right now. Transparency. <laughs> Certainly transparency is one of the important <laughs> ones. Um, uh, I'll, I'll think of it in a, in a second. But uh, what I'm looking for again into this next five years is whether we're actually going to be able to scale. I mean, I remember when in the 2017-18 period, we saw Ethereum with CryptoKitties. And in, in many ways, it's kind of a meme, but that was one of the first opportunities to see uh, Ethereum work at scale. One of the interesting th parts about Ethereum, for example, here is that Ethereum was supposed to be more of a utilitarian token of sorts, but it's migrated into more of a store of value, negating the effectiveness of the smart co smart contracts in a lot of ways and negating the value of using it as some sort of utility token. And so it's going to be interesting to see which type of projects emerge or evolve in the next couple of years or so. Um, and see whether they really have answered and can answer the issue of scale. And so that would be my guess for the 2020 to 2025 is we're going to start seeing a lot more experiments of DLT, blockchain, and cryptocurrencies at scale. And it's going to be interesting to see which companies, big companies, are going to be finally getting on board. I think we finally won uh, a lot of those companies over. The Jamie Diamonds of, of the world are, are kind of dying away because it's hard to argue that you know, Bitcoin and blockchain is here to stay. And so the question is, what businesses are going to be leveraging it and how is it going to affect their current business models and how is it going to affect us as consumers? Yeah, it's, uh, you mentioned Jamie Dimon too. It's funny to watch um, their stance change. I mean, you, you were around, so you know, in 2016, 2017, what he was saying about Bitcoin to where just this past week, um, you know, they came out with a bullish stance on Bitcoin and of course, I pointed out last week when the PayPal news broke yeah. that you know the former CEO had basically said that in essence Bitcoin was worthless and useless, and now you know they're embracing it. And you know I, I I love getting in debates with people about whether it's a good thing that PayPal got into crypto or not. And I tell everybody it's you've got to look at the bigger picture. Is it the best place to hold your crypto? No, but is it going to open up a lot more people to it? and maybe provide some more validity to people that were maybe skeptical of it. Absolutely. Oh, I, I have always been on the, the side of any company that's going to be experimenting or looking at cryptocurrencies. It's a good thing. I got a lot of heat. I think it was in late 2018, maybe early 2019. I got a lot of heat when I was supporting Facebook's Libra coin and people were all like, oh man, I mean, this is crazy. And this is, this is terrible. You know, this centralized entity, Facebook is getting into the crypto game. And, I, and, and my answer is no. Why wouldn't you want such a behemoth like Facebook to spend hundreds of millions of dollars, maybe even more experimenting on this and we're going to be able to reap the benefits of those learnings. 
you still have optionality. You still have choice. You don't have to use the Libra coin. You don't have to use Ethereum or Bitcoin or Litecoin or whatever you want to choose. Right? You don't. No one's forcing you to use these systems. And so my perspective, looking at the meta level, is yeah, more entrants into the game. Are they going to spend millions of dollars experimenting on cryptocurrency? Good wonderful do it you don't have to use their system you don't have to use their blockchain or their cryptocurrency in the future um, but it will give opportunity to those who aren't in cryptocurrency it will give opportunity to people who just that, that might be ignorant of that you shouldn't maybe use labor coin you should use something more decentralized like a bitcoin etc but are people learning about cryptocurrency absolutely mm -hmm. i think that's a huge win overall yeah, absolutely. Great points, Peter. So as we wrap it up, man, what um, I know you mentioned Emirate.io is uh, are there some social channels people should look to follow Emirate and keep up with what's going on there? Certainly. Well, obviously, all of you guys can check out Emirate.io, E-M-R-I-T.io. Uh, you can also find us on Twitter at Emirate.io or you can follow me on Twitter at Agile Peter. And so those would be the some of the social links that you can check out. Obviously, you can check out our YouTube channel. Just type in uh, in YouTube Emirate uh, and you'll find us. All right, Peter. Again, appreciate the time you took today. Uh, always great talking to people in the crypto space, especially someone like yourself with tons of experience, lots of background and someone else that's also, you know, focused on uh, really continuing that education piece. And, and, and you guys are doing it in multiple facets. So definitely appreciate that. Um, so that's it. You know, everyone, thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Um, Peter, again, it has been a pleasure and we will see you all on the next episode. Take care, everybody. See you guys. Thank you.